So I can hear, okay. <laughs> this is Go Yard, I'm Mama Mac, and you're who? I think I'm Dr. Angel. All right, there you go, she is. And folks, we tried to get on Facebook, but... But Facebook is not down. working tonight. It's down so. right now. <laughs> uh, it's down everywhere. I was just talking to our digital producer. He's and looking confused. It's not our system. It's Facebook system tonight. Yeah, it's Facebook. According to our digital producer in Mexico, who has said it's down globally right now. So if it comes up, Tommy, let us know. We'll go on. Um, and we'll make it happen. But right now, it looks like it's down. Okay, but we're glad you're with us. We are live tonight, and uh, April 11th, 2021. We had to do a couple of reruns. Tonight's not April 11th. Oh, what is today? <laughs> do you have a DeLorean? That's Sunday. That is That's Sunday. Sunday. <laughs> so this must be the 8th. Yes. It is. All right, it's April 8th. 2021. We're glad you're with us, and uh, it's just always good to be here live in the studio, which we usually are. Sometimes we can't. Yes. So it's good to be live tonight. If you want to call in, I'm telling you that on re- for a reason. If you want to call in tonight, just use our call-in number, 727-441-3000, if you'd like to comment on this topic. We've been on this topic for a few weeks now. Why? And what is the topic? Ooh, we have been talking about codependency mm-hmm. and unhealthy and unhealthy ways of thinking and ways of relationships. Exactly. And why is this topic so important? Because so many people struggle with it. And it's a really, I think it's a key and a foundational um, piece to uh, helping people live that healthy go yard life. Yeah, it really is a very important topic. And I think a lot of times people don't even understand what the name, the word means. So would you start, Dr. Angel, tonight by explaining what it means and introducing your guest? Uh, sure, we do. We have a guest on tonight, my very own and the flesh and blood sister, my only sister, Delena, is here from North Carolina. Yes, welcome, Delena. And if you decide you want to say something, just kick her under the table. Oh, please do not <laughs> kick me under the table. <laughs> Go ahead. So uh, let's define codependency. Sure. So codependency is uh, it's a pattern um, where we get our our value, our worth is is dependent in another person or other people. Exactly. Yes. And and oh, by the way, you can go to YouTube, open that, and go to Tantalk Radio slash Live right now if you'd like to visualize what's going on here. So one more time, go to YouTube, open it up, and go to Tantalk Radio slash Live. Okay, so we get our value from somebody else. Why? Why do we need value from someone else, Doctor? Well, we. Well, if we have codependency, we do, which is what makes it so unhealthy for us because when our value comes from anything outside of ourselves, it's always changing and we have to try and keep up with it. It's anxiety inducing. It leaves us to unhealthy relationships, unhealthy ways of coping with life, and um, it really makes a mess for us. It does. And so it is a big human problem. It is not centered in uh, male or female or age group or anything like it's just a common problem it's a very common problem and so basically it has to do with having a dependency on someone else for their opinion of you right exactly and uh, sometimes of them telling you how great you are how beautiful you are how you know, sexy, whatever the case may be, right? How much I love you. Or it could be uh, going in and rescuing people from consequences of their choices or decisions so that they like you more or think or need you. So that creates that codependency. So codependent people tend to rescue others. Yes, is that they what do. you're saying? Yes, they do. What would be the value in doing that? Why would they do that? Well, when they 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 think they're doing it because I love this person, I don't want them to hurt, or I don't want them to feel the consequence of XYZ, but what they're doing is keeping that person from experiencing the 
what they need so they can make the changes to be healthy. So it's unhealthy. When I rescue you, now you need me to continue rescuing me and I'm great, I'm your hero, I'm your whatever, and then you love me more, I'm more valued to you and I feel better about myself. So when we have codependency, we're usually looking for people to rescue. And codependents are typically rescuers. Yes, yes. And they love to be rescued themselves, Yes, too. they do. So for the person out there going, well, how do I know if I'm a codependent? Ah, you came to the right place. <laughs> and so you would need to go back over the last three or four shows. Even though we did reruns the last two weeks, we did them on subjects that are comparable here. So, um, but I think if you go back like three, four weeks, you're going to understand a lot more about the topic. Um, so we've been giving examples of codependent thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, um, everything's my fault. I'm worthless. I'm just going to read down through mm-hmm. our list if anybody wants to write them down. I shouldn't have any needs. I shouldn't spend money on or time on myself. What's wrong with that? Um, because we do have needs. Okay. And we have to value ourselves. Right. It's important that we do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, it's not that important. I can I can wait. I don't really need it. Whatever you want is fine. I want you to be happy. We talked a lot about uh, people, couples in particular, friends who who say, oh, you know, where do you want to go to eat? I don't care. You decide. And never will make a decision themselves, right? Absolutely. A lot of times um, when we have codependency, we do not share our true thoughts, our true feelings. Uh, we do not like confrontation. We are not going to tell somebody what we're really thinking or feeling that could be negative in any way because we want them to like us. Right. And they might not like us. So we become kind of doormatty, you know, like we take a, they, they take a lot. Well, and one of the consequences of that is if we are constantly trying to please somebody else, then our needs a lot of times are not being met, and therefore resentments begin to grow. Sure. Um, first, the victim mentality kind of sets in, you right. know, uh, the martyr syndrome. Yeah. Um, I hear that a lot. And then the resentment starts setting in because people should just magically know what I'm needing, wanting, thinking, feeling, and correct it without me using my words. Well, I'm going to give you an example of how I'm not codependent with you. Okay. I wanted to play tonight, Tommy, (laughs) the song Walking on Sunshine. And Dr. Angel... (laughs) <laughs> did not allow it. She voted me down, Tommy. And I mean, so she didn't just like give in to me because she's codependent with me. She's not, obviously, because she didn't care with the, how I felt about that song, right? You just have to let it go. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That's called a healthy boundary, right? That's called what a healthy boundary looks like. And there is wisdom from our engineer. (laughs) All right, Tommy. Okay. Okay. I just got to let it go and forgive you, right? There you go. All right. So you weren't trying to make me happy by doing the song I wanted to do. No, no, Mm. not at all. But you make a good point. I'm going to let go of that, though. Thank you. Because Tommy told me to, but not because you did. But go ahead. (laughs) Well, you know. We're going to bring him an honorary white coat. He has... Lots of great wisdom to add. Um, But no, you make a great point because people who are in codependency become people pleasers. Yes, exactly. That was my point. You did it. You did a great job. It just fit into that what happened, right? Yeah. Which is exactly what happened a few minutes ago, y'all, if you had been here. Okay, so codependents... they don't like anger. They don't want anybody to get angry with them, right? No, they're and very so uncomfortable they're with that. They're very uncomfortable with anger, and they're very uncomfortable with speaking truth. Yes. They have to be, as we said a minute ago, a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So you just blatantly said when I said, let's do Walking on Sunshine. You said, oh, no, 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 no. You did not even discuss it. You didn't. It was just like a blanket. No, you didn't care what my feelings were, right? Oh, I do, but I had to set a boundary on that one. Not normally you do. (laughs) Okay. All right. So other examples of codependent thinking. Um, I have to be perfect. Explain that before we get down here to the worth part. Sure. Well, because, you know, the self-worth comes from external validation from people outside ourselves. I can't be seen making a mistake or doing something wrong. So everything I do has to be perfect. And so they go to great lengths to look 
perfect to the outside. And I don't want to let anyone down, right? Right, I I can't let anyone down. It's almost like codependents are responsible for everybody else's feelings. Absolutely. Right? They can't just say something how they really feel right? because they're so worried it might hurt someone. People can't see them upset. They overcommit to doing projects or helping people or because they want to be seen as perfect. Right. Exactly. So um, let's let's go down to I need others to validate my worth. Let's talk about worth. And what is worth anyway when it comes to this subject? Well, our worth is the value that we put on ourselves. Okay. And so when we have codependency, our value is not inside ourselves. So we don't have that worth. That worth is only what other people give us, which is always changing and can be gone any minute. It's like quicksand. Are these codependents, are these people that... If you like the color blue, I like the color blue. Absolutely. If you like steak and lobster, I like steak and lobster. They can be very, that we call that a chameleon, and they can be very chameleon-like. If you like the song Walking on Sunshine, <laughs> you obviously don't. But anyway. Actually, I do. I do oh, like it. Oh, okay. All right. So codependents don't want to let people down because they want everybody to be happy. Yes. Right? Yes. And so they don't want ki- their kids. I've raised three. Um, I don't know if you know this, Delaney. I have 14 grandchildren. That's a lot. I know. <laughs> Ten boys and four girls. And I tell you what, it is, you know, you have to, even as a grandparent, especially as a grandparent, you have to say, well, wait a minute. No, it's not okay that you have five snacky bars right now in, the, in 10 minutes, you know. No, that's not good for you, even though I'd love to please you. I mean, right. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. And and when we have codependency, right, we don't like the word no. We don't want to hear the word no. We don't like to give the word no. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about people validating our worth as codependent. We're looking for people. Codependents are always looking for another codependent, don't you think? They really are. And so what happens when someone has codependency, a lot of times they don't find that worth in themselves. They don't see their own value for who they are. Um, and so their value only becomes in what I'm doing for other people so that they can tell me my value or show me my value in needing me or spending time with me or whatever that is. And so when we don't have that value in ourselves, we feel very empty and void and we're a bottomless pit all the time. So we're constantly needing to like cling to people to find value. To please someone. We overwhelm people. Right. We become too much for people um, because we want, we need that so bad right. because without those people, we feel empty. Right. So we, we try to prove our worth by taking care of others, yep. sacrificing our own needs, right? Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? I mean, that sounds like a nice thing to do, right, doctor? I mean, okay, I'm going to be very agreeable and that's why I gave in to you tonight on that song. But, I mean, you know, I mean, this is what people do. They sacrifice their own needs, right? Yes, they absolutely sacrifice their needs. And becoming agreeable, but that's not healthy. That's not true. That's not honest. So they're not honest to the core. kind. Of, they're not authentic people. And okay. so they feel that lack of authentic connection, which makes that lack of worth and value feel even bigger, you know, larger for them. Um, so, yeah, it becomes a huge problem. Let's talk about it in personal relationships, sure. okay, in that regard. Because I've known a lot of people that are constantly looking for that perfect person who will make them feel that they are fill-in-the-blank, mm-hmm. wonderful, sweet, kind, lovely, cool, beautiful, whatever. Sure. And they're looking for people that will tell them that. They sure, right. There are a lot of people that's out a there very, that are doing that. That's a common codependent trait, don't you think? It is. And so they're needing to someone to validate them, to agree with them, mm-hmm. to tell them who they are, what their value is, how important they are, how wonderful they are. And so that's a big red flag, folks, audience out there. Um, if you are involved with somebody like that that constantly can't get enough praise for themselves, that's a problem. That is. Absolutely. Um, they at times they're also they they take on too many too much responsibility 
And so they need to be needed. So they create situations that people are constantly needed. So they feel like they're the only ones who can do these tasks. So they're not teaching their kids to do the chores. They're doing all, you know, most of the chores because then everybody needs me, you know, so they set themselves but up. But so often they have pity parties galore. And I, they come in my office like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm doing everything and nobody helps out. And they're the martyr in my office. Right. Yeah. But when it gets down to it, they won't let go at all because they're afraid they won't. Where's the be value? Needed. And, right. if, and if they're not needed, they've lost their value, right? Yep. So that is huge. Okay, so these are examples of codependent thinking. If I don't take charge, this family will fall apart. There it goes right into that. They have to be that one person that holds mm-hmm. the family up. They Would you ha- like to comment, Delena? I see that hand. No? <laughs> I no? felt the kick. I, did you feel the kick? I did, did feel like the kick. Com- I no, felt it. I just it. felt like she was talking about me for a second there. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant she was talking about herself. No, I feel like everything's going to fall apart if I don't do it. <laughs> do, you, do you really? Yes, I really do. And, and, you know, I think that is a common problem with mothers and in particular more than fathers. Oh, I agree with you. You know, uh, that we think our kids have to have this, this, this. And mm-hmm. I can say that because my kids are all grown, right? And and I notice in my, my kids, they are, because they weren't raised by codependent parents, they are doing better with their kids, I think, because I had to learn that lesson a long time ago, you know? And uh, but go ahead with that. If I don't take charge, this family will fall apart. Sure. And so we, the, again, we kind of set ourselves up as needing to be needed, but it's very overwhelming. Yeah. And we're always feeling overwhelmed, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, and and, and then we don't feel appreciated. When I'm holding the whole family up, but nobody's appreciating that, and if they're not given the verbal act, like nobody's this. seeing it. And yeah. so it it makes us feel even less valuable about who we are. So we feel sorry for ourselves. We do. Self-pity begins to rule. We get resentful, in my opinion. Resentment becomes a big thing here. Bitter. Like, how come can't you ever see to do the dishes? Mm-hmm. How come you can never, ever pick up your laundry off the floor, right? Or yes. whatever, toothpaste. Whatever the case may be, you know. I remember having an argument with my ex-husband many, many years ago when I said, I'm the only one cleaning this house and only only one picking things up. And he goes... My job is the garage. <laughs> the, the house is yours. So that was a real come to Jesus meeting we had after that comment about the garage. Uh, because, uh uh-uh, uh, no, 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 no. Just because the garage, he says it's attached to the house. Oh, so, goodness. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that it's really true. Happened. And so we kind of go into this like it's rescuing again. It's just yeah. a different kind. So we're doing our kids' projects where, you know, you know f- making sure everything stays together. We're taking care of too much and we're not allowing other people to really contribute and not empowering ourselves to empower others. It's funny, we had kind of a little example of this today at the office. So we were talking about a, a brain issue during lunch today and we brought up a, a concept and my counselor who's learning um, all these concepts still, she uh, asked, oh, I said, do you know the name of that? You should know the name of that. And she's like, oh, I can't remember. And I'm like, okay, well, look it up. She's like, well, can't you tell me? I said, well, what if aliens abducted me tomorrow and I wasn't here. I need you to know how to do this for yourself oh, that's so good. you can find the information, right? That's empowering. That's the that's opposite right. of codependency. That's exactly right. That's good. That's a good example. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, another codependent uh, thinking trait. It feels scary when I can't control everything. Yeah, that's a huge... That control gives that illusion that I'm valuable, I'm loved, I'm needed, and that control becomes part of the value right so i can't let that go because then i have no value right yeah and isn't there a thing in the back of their mind of a codependent and nobody's going to do it as good as i can do it? absolutely no, right. of course i see a head nodding <laughs> over there I would see, you like yes, to make a you, comment from the I, peanut gallery yes i heard the kick. Saw me right now i did feel well, i'm gonna have bruises on my leg <laughs> after tonight you are do you have a comment delena no i just uh, she's she's telling it very well I, and actually she's not even in my thoughts so. <laughs> but a lot of people this is how they react i mean it's not going to get done right so why should i let them do it exactly down to how i mean i've seen this from how people clean how they fold laundry how they make food how they whatever whatever put in the blank exactly okay 
I need to rescue people. I can't let them suffer. That's a big oh, one. Oh, that's a huge one. And we so, have just enough time for that before the break, before we have to doze off in Angel's long commercial. Delena, <laughs> get ready for a nap. That's coming. No, go ahead. I need to rescue people. I can't let them suffer. Do people really feel that way? They feel that way a lot. And this is one that really starts getting us into trouble because, as a codependent because what we're doing is we're enabling. That's enabling when we're rescuing people to make choices that are harmful for themselves or do things that are harmful for themselves because we're rescuing them you know pain brings change we talk about that a lot like when oh, people oh, feel oh, oh ring bell say it again ring bell pain brings change there when you go when people feel the pain of their choices then they start to make the changes necessary not to feel that pain. Like, that's the motivator. But if parents or or spouses or whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, are always rescuing that person from their stupid decisions or whatever or their, their um, risky behavior... They'll never True. change, they right? Don't. Because and then they it keeps always growing. think somebody else. The negative rescue. behavior keeps growing, right? Because they haven't felt the pain of the consequence, right? Um, you know, I, I know I've talked about. I know we're really quick to a commercial, but I had you know a case where um, it was a parents. They were highly affluential, and they had a kid who kept stealing significant amounts of money from them. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't you know a young adult walking into young adult seven, between seventeen and nineteen. This was going on, and I like you need the next time that money is stolen, you need to call the police and report it. And they're like, no, I don't want to ruin his future. I want him to do X, Y, Z, and he can't have a police record. I said, but if he's not going to have the consequence, he's going to learn that he can do this from anybody and there's no consequence. And he did. And then they called the police and the because the family went and he had a lot bigger consequences had the family had dealt with that when it first started happening. Wow, that's a great example. Mm-hmm. But it's so typical of parents. Don't you think that we want our kids to be protected and sheltered and, and that's just part of being a, a parent and we just don't want them to hurt. We want mm-hmm. them to just come out of everything fine, smelling like a rose and all that. And sometimes they need to step in it yeah we do we all need to step in it from time to time you know it's not helping and people see rescuing as i'm helping them it's loving not to let people we love feel pain but it's not true but if that pain is what is wrong with that go ahead finish that sure because it's not loving because what we're doing is keeping them from make getting out of that negative situation that's harming them or bad for them and a lot of times, and, and kids can be 40, 50 years old, and they're still doing some of the same stuff because they've never had consequences, right? Absolutely. And, and the parent, it, I don't care how old you are, you, a lot of parents do not want their children, so they'll loan them money, they'll give them money, they'll buy them this, they'll do this. And the kid is 40 years old and still making some of the same mistakes. I mean, we hear about that. We do. I mean, I literally have uh, one right now that I'm working with that is in their upper 30s who isn't working but their parents still pay all their bills well they they just play video games all day and i'm like why aren't we getting a resume together trying to get a job well why should i my i don't yeah, need why anything should I? well that's a great question why should they so people if you recognize yourself in some of these codependent traits think about who you might be codependent with and take a look at your actions and your attitudes because it's not too late ever to change it. Let's change it while you still can. And then we'll get to the last one in a minute after the break, which will include, Tommy, the world's longest commercial. (laughs) And not walking on sunshine. And not walking on sunshine. And the commercial is my nap time. She tells us this every week. We're going to have to, you know. It's the truth. Let's hear the song. A little offensive. I know. I know, right?
Tampa Bay's Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Dr. Angel Falzoni specializes in a variety of therapeutic areas including trauma, depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress disorder, stress management, self-esteem, interpersonal relationships, ADHD, behavioral addictions, as well as spirituality issues. A Florida native, she holds multiple degrees, including a bachelor's in education and philosophy, a master's of arts in professional counseling and marriage and family therapy, and a PhD in psychology. Dr. Angel is also a Florida licensed mental health counselor. She has worked with youth and adolescents for 14 plus years and has worked extensively in women's mental health for the past six years. She has worked in agencies providing mental health services to family and youth at high risk. Dr. Angel is an accomplished psychotherapist who works with children, teens, adults, couples, and families. Dr. Angel has advanced training and experience in working with LGBTQ-specific individuals and issues. Dr. Angel can help you. Just call for an appointment at 727-501-6557 or online at drangelsdevelopment.com. Dr. Angel Falzoni, support for individuals, couples, and families. 727-501-6557. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. Welcome back. I'm awake now. Are you awake? I'm glad. I am. Yes. Welcome back to the second half of Living the, Living the Good Life. No, that's Sunday. Go Yard. She is in Sunday mode. Today is April Sunday. 11th. Yeah, and we're already planning for Sunday show. And by the way, then, let's just say. Go ahead. This Sunday is our anniversary, Tommy. 14 years on the air on our Sunday show. Wow. This coming no, c- congratulations. Sunday. It's, it's really something. It is. It is amazing. Yeah. The first show, I was in that seat right over there. Now I run it in there. So 14 years, and we're going to have a great show this Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. right here on Tan Talk Network. Check us out. Most of our old members of radio team, or a lot of them, will be with us on this show this Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yes. And we'll have cake. Cake and hey. And and just a good time. (laughs) Always. Cake and a good time. So uh, that's this Sunday, 14 years for living the good life. So this is Go Yard. So welcome back to Go Yard. Uh, We're talking about codependency. We have been for the last few weeks. Uh, because it's such an important topic. And we let's get to the last one on this. Here's another example of codependent thinking. If others would take my advice or let me help, things would be a lot better. Yes, yes, yes. Does that include the music for this show? No, it does no, not include the music not. for this show. No. Okay, so but just often, other things. Yes, we often think we think when people are codependent, we want to get in other people's lives because we want to be needed. And so we think we can solve their problems. We have the best advice for them. We know what they need to do. And they just need to do it so things can be good. But what's wrong with that? We're spending so much time looking at other people's lives that we're not looking at ourselves and right. we're not dealing with our own stuff. So while we can, we're trying to fix everybody else, our own stuff isn't being taken care of. Right, exactly. Because so often our our point of focus is on someone else, right? Yes, it's out. We you call it out the window that? focus, where we're looking out the window to everybody else's lives, and yeah. we're not taking care of what we need to take care of. I just got kicked again. Would you like to say something? <laughs> yes. What is the difference between advice giving and codependency? Ah, that's an excellent question. Ooh, that is such a question. So when we give somebody advice, so first of all, advice should be given when it's asked for. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. (laughs) 
We do not just offer advice. So people should ask advice. Like that's why people get upset with people because yes. people tell them, rah, 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 you should do rah, 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 exactly. So right? as soon as somebody says, "Oh, I'm having this problem," or "I'm going through this," the other person's like, "Oh, you should do X, Y, Z." Well, they didn't ask that. Unless somebody's asking for your advice, we really shouldn't be giving Is that, that a advice. rule of thumb. That is a rule of thumb. And, you know, like even with my team at work, like when I need their feedback, I come out and say, I, I want to hear you guys' feedback. Like I'm looking for feedback. I'm not just venting that I'm frustrated with something. And other times you say. Yeah, and when I don't want their feedback, I don't ask for it. So I might just come out and vent about okay, something. Okay, so uh, that's really a good good advice. I've never heard you say that. So this is unique for the show. That was a good question. So um, That is. But so, that is. when. So we can give advice when it's asked for. But when we give advice, it is still the other person's freedom to take that advice, to take a piece of that advice, to ignore that advice, and it shouldn't make us feel upset, frustrated, hurt, disappointed, or any of it. So, for it's example, hard for parents and kids, though. Oh, very hard. I I have this magic key that's going to fix everything. I want to give it to them, and they're not using it. And then why are they? Why? And then what? What they? We start feeling hurt, and it makes us feel more empty and sad inside and so that feeds that codependency and so that's the difference so when we give true advice it's asked for and it's given and left at the table the other person can do whatever they want with that advice or nothing with that advice goes back to what tommy said a few minutes ago you gotta let it go let it go and not try to fix it not right? try to fix it at all and so i think that is a, a huge lesson when it comes to codependency that a lot of times we feel like we know what's best for, let's say, a child or a mm -hmm. young adult, right? But back to the point of maybe they need to go through this and learn how, oh, that's why that decision wasn't a good one. Exactly. I mean, that's how we learn in life. You know, C.S. Lewis has one of my you know favorite quotes, you know, experience is a brutal teacher, but we learn. But the problem with codependency is we're robbed and we're robbing others from that natural experience so we can learn. Experience is a great teacher. Yes. When we can experience the wholeness of that experience, which includes whatever consequence that is good or negative. Right. Or whatever blessing. Or, right. Because a lot of times um, the parent or a friend or a spouse or whatever, brother, sister, may feel like they know what's best, but they don't know all the pieces that go into that situation. Or the dynamics. And, you know. And, and that's true. And, and so we're giving, you know, when we do give advice to people, we, we're giving it from a, a kind of a single perspective. And it may not be really what's best for that other person. Or they may not be ready to, to, to do that yet. That's not, they have to still grow into that. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's go to examples of healthy thinking. So this is kind of like the opposite of what we've been talking about yes. for the last couple of weeks, right? Yes. So if you got a pen, you may want to write these down because this will help you get in perspective the codependency pitfalls that people fall into. So an example of healthy thinking. Well, before we hit that, I just want to preface it with this. So if we want to talk about what's okay, we've been talking about the problem. We've been laying out. Yes, Dr. Angel, I struggle with that. The the antidote to codependency is always boundaries. Uh, it is always boundaries. It is always so boundaries. So would you explain that? And so I do want to talk about it because actually I've been talking about boundaries a lot in, in the therapy room. And I had one person make a comment. Oh, when I hear you say boundaries, you're right. I need to put walls around. No, boundaries aren't walls. Boundaries are breathable and flexible um, they're living and active. They can change, but they're ours to protect us and ourself individually. I liken them to kind of like a fence around a property. Well, I was just getting ready to say, as a realtor all these years, which that my commercial says 23, but it's 29. So anyway, but as a realtor all these years, one of the things we do in a closing is, is pull out the survey mm -hmm. and show all the boundaries and say, okay, here. So here's where... You know, you could build whatever you want to in this space, but you can't go beyond those lines because that was somebody else's territory. Absolutely. So that's kind of the antidote. And usually the biggest pushback I hear is, oh, well, if I make boundaries, other people will be mad at me. And they might not like it when we haven't had boundaries and we start to use boundaries. But boundaries are about protection and about protecting us. When we don't have boundaries in our life, it's like leaving your house with your doors and windows wide open and expecting nobody to go in and steal anything. They're, somebody's going to eventually do it, right? That's right. Like we lock our door and we don't think, oh, well, the thief is going to be mad if they come to steal for me if I lock my door. We don't think that. 
but we do when it comes to our personal selves. Why are you laughing at me? No, it's such a good example. I just, I've been, it's nice weather here, so I've been driving around with the top down on my convertible all the time, right? And I, sometimes I just want to run into the grocery and pick up something. And so I make sure I have my wallet with me, my cell phone, anything of value. And of course, because I don't want to take time to put the top up. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I've never had anybody take anything, but I'm smart enough to take the valuable stuff out if I'm going to leave the top down. Absolutely. Right? So. So I wanted to preface this next part with that boundaries, because a lot of these things are going to have boundary language to it. So when we talk about healthy thinking, uh, the first one is I'll take responsibility for my thoughts, feelings, and actions. And I will allow others to take responsibility for themselves. Oh, my gosh. That is huge. That is huge. That should be a basic boundary. I want you to read it again, because some people may need to write that down. Because it's a new way of thinking for codependence. I'm only going to take responsibility for what's mine. Right. And I'm going to let you, encourage you, force you to take responsibility for yours. Absolutely, and so I will take responsibility for my thoughts, feelings, and actions, and I will allow others to take responsibility for themselves, which means I'm not using this language, you make me feel, I do this because you're doing this, like we stop. I don't like this about me. I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling fearful or anxious. What can I do about those feelings or my feelings? Right, it's exactly right. Yes, yes. And so, so, yeah, you're right about that. So, um, what's the second one? Oh, my phone just went into sleep mode. Sorry. I am worthy of love, happiness, and success. And that's where that we have to start internalizing our value um, if we're going to start building a healthy value. Our value cannot be in things outside ourselves. The outside world, first of all, we have no control over the outside world. So why is it, let's look at the negative side of that one. I am worthy of love, happiness, and success. Why is it that a lot of people feel that they are not worthy of love, happiness, and success? That it can come from all kinds of stuff. It can come from experiences that they've had that made them feel like they weren't worthy. It could come from language that they were told from a child that they weren't good enough or they don't deserve this or whatever. Like it happens usually kind of over time and then we start accepting that truth okay so something brought it on triggered it usually yes Yes. okay the next one although it's got a number five yeah i know just noticed that i'm like did i miss a page (laughs) no you just miss you wrote these you just i can tolerate difficult feelings that's a big one so a lot of times when people have codependency we don't like negative feelings at all so when we have negative feelings we're doing anything we can to get rid of them if it is I'm going to bury them, I'm going to use substances, I'm going to gamble, I'm going to go out with my friends, I'm going to spend excessive amounts of money and get new clothes and fancy hair. And like we are trying to get rid of negative feelings at all costs. So when we are walking healthy, we can deal with them. They don't feel great in the moment, but we learn to accept I have this negative feeling. It doesn't feel well, but I can work through this and get to the other side. I don't need someone else or something else to do that for me. Doesn't mean that you can't talk to somebody and get some advice. Of course, or vent or process what you're thinking and feeling, but you're not escaping from it. You're not running from it. You're not burying it. You are dealing with it and facing it. Exactly. So the next one, anger tells me that something's wrong. It's okay to feel angry. I think a lot of people that are trying to deal with codependency think that they should never be upset or angry. They should tolerate whatever happens because that's how they've got they've gone through life so far. Just tolerate what comes at them. And so if they feel angry, there's something wrong with them. Right. You know, so anger is a warning for us. It's just like pain is a warning. Like our body, if we did not have pain receptors in our body, we would be very vulnerable to die. Because we wouldn't know when something was too hot or something was, we would really hurt ourselves. And anger is that same type of warning system to our emotions. That's something is emotionally not okay. And so I, and I hear the language a lot in the counseling room that I hear parents telling their kids, you can't be angry. You're not allowed to be angry. And I'm like, well, red light, all emotions are okay. Right. We're not allowed to be angry and throw chairs, but we are allowed to be angry. It's how we express it. That may not be okay. But anger is the same warning as pain is. It's not comfortable, 
but it's telling us something is wrong that we need to deal with. And I, I like your metaphor there of thinking about physical pain. So if you've got a pain in your back, you've strained it, you've moved wrong and hurt a disc or whatever the case may be, fallen off a horse in my case, whatever the case was, that will cause pain and cause you to have to deal with right. that. It's warning, right, it's warning, warning, stop doing this so you don't yeah. keep damaging something worse and you need to get some help to get that better, right, and let that heal. Same thing, it's our emotional warning sign. I have this anger, warning, something is wrong and I need to stop the damage and work through it okay. so that. does that apply to anxiety too? Sure. Anxiety is actually, anxiety is part of that warning system as well. Right. Yes. right. And so somebody sits out there and they're trying to cope with codependency, mm-hmm. trying to overcome it, and they are an anxious person. And, and when anything doesn't fit what they feel comfortable with, they're suddenly totally anxious, right? You know, it's funny that you bring anxiety in with codependency, and, and I, I don't know what the correlation or the linkage is, but I can tell you, just sitting here thinking, almost every person I've ever dealt with that has codependency is very, very anxious as well. I agree. And I hadn't thought about I it I had either. not thought about that connection but, until you just said that. Yeah, because I've seen it over and over again in people that are very anxious and fearful a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and Am so, I getting kicked again, Delaney? You're right, you should be. <laughs> I'm the most anxious person ever. But <laughs> Go ahead. Do you want to comment? I mean, hey, it's a learning experience for all. There is no shame in this. No, we uh, can't change what we don't recognize. I recognize I am fully anxious and a bit codependent. Um, and, yes, they definitely go together. So, Yeah, I think so. Thanks for saying that. And, um, and, and when we recognize that we have high anxiety... It's like a red flag of, all right, there's something here I need to, I need to kind of figure out yes. or get help figuring it out. Yes. What's going on? Because to be anxious all the time, it keeps your, your physical symptom, your physical um, systems in high gear, right? It overtaxes your physical and emotional That's what systems. I'm trying it to over- say. Anxiety literally is toxic and long-term, That's physically and emotionally. Yes. It is. It is, yes. So um, that should be a red flag. That should be a huge one, and that should be that warning sign. Instead of feeling shamed or upset that I'm feeling angry, okay, I'm feeling angry. What's triggering this? What's happening? What I need to step back and work through that so that I can move forward. And that principle applies to everything we're talking about, mm-hmm. that when we begin to be more self-aware and we begin to say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, I'm going through all day on the, on edge, like, uh, right? right? Then we need to take a look at that. And, we do. And see what's, why is that how I'm reacting all the time, right? But here's the thing. The biggest thing about working through codependency is flipping the vision from the window out on everybody else to looking in the mirror. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Get your bell. Get your bell. Yeah, thank you, Delana. All right. Very good sister move there. But that's the that's where that flip Say has to start it happening. again, because that's huge here. So when we want to work through codependency and learn not to be codependency and look codependent and learn to be healthy, we have to flip from looking out the window at everyone else and turn it around and look back in the mirror at ourselves. And it's that internal reflection of who I am. And it's not comfortable and it's not easy. And it's painful in the beginning. And, you know, in the beginning, there's a lot we got to sort through and lay out. But as we lay it out and dump it, it stops having that toxic effect on us. And just like pain in your back or whatever, the anxiety, anger, things like this, depression, uh, jitteriness because somebody hasn't called you back or whatever the case may be, will be those warning signs that we go, oh, wait a minute, I need to look at me. What's going on in me right now that I am reacting like that? Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And, and and sometimes we need to bounce. I mean, there's many times that I have to bounce something like I'm feeling, I start to, maybe I'm feeling hurt or angry or frustrated. And I say, okay, this happened, this happened, I'm feeling this, like, let's bounce that a little bit. And then it's done, it's gone. And, and for some in our audience that don't understand your bounce terminology, <laughs> would you like to explain that? Well, I find somebody that I trust and I like, Talk about it and let them Talk give me right. their feedback from a, a very, um, I'm looking for true and honest feedback. So sure. like, yeah, hey, like, 
you were in the wrong there. Maybe you need to go correct something with somebody. Right. You know, I want the honest feedback. I don't want to be, you know, placated just to make me feel good about something or not to feel bad emotions. But that's what I call bouncing when I'm looking at somebody that I can put it out. And most of the time when I just get the words out of my mouth, I, I, I hear it and then I'm like, okay, that makes more sense to me anyway. But having another perspective, it sure. can be helpful. Absolutely. So another healthy thought as you're overcoming codependency is to realize everyone makes mistakes and quit beating yourself up. To err is human. Right, it is. <laughs> it truly is. We, I mean, we may all make mistakes. There's no such thing as perfection in human form. It's okay. Are you ready to admit that maybe Walking in Sunshine <laughs> would have been the right song you know, for the I night? I will admit that I maybe should have picked Walking. No, I am not admitting to that. Because um, that was not that? an error. Was that manipulative on my part? A little bit. A little bit. Ah. A little bit. Tommy, she's not gonna. She's not gonna give in. I don't know. We'll have to do that another week. I don't know. She's not going to do. So you're saying everyone does make mistakes, and we got to understand does. that about ourselves, right? And it's okay to make mistakes. There, it doesn't make us less valuable. It makes us human. Yeah. You know, and so to hide those or act like we don't have those, like that's a lot of pressure to try and live up to. So it comes down to I accept myself, flaws and all. Oh, I mean, you know what? Some of the, my best lessons is from the mistakes that you make, right? Like you learn how not to do something and accept flaws and all. It's okay to have that. those flaws make us unique to who right. we are. They, they and do. if it's a flaw that's really bothersome, then let's work through that flaw. Exactly. And that's where going to counseling, and that's why we have that, you know, 14-minute uh commercial for you uh, of all your accomplishments uh, where finding somebody like you is valuable that you have somebody that you can really I tease tease you but you you are very good at what you do as evidenced by the lines outside the counseling (laughs) as evidenced by a very full schedule right now that's what I mean they're down the sidewalk and you know because we as humans we aren't meant to handle just to figure it all out inside we need, and, and in my opinion, we need God in our lives. Sure. And we also, a lot of times, need people that can, will listen to what's happened and give a, an honest opinion. An honest, some honest feedback. But a lot of people don't want to hear the honest feedback. They do not want to hear the honest feedback. And then they're feeling, I can't believe you said that to me. Instead of saying, okay, wait, somebody said that. Like, is there merit to any of this, value to any of this? And if there is, and I don't like that, I need to change that. Exactly. Okay, we got to do one more, and then we're going to sum up because we're not going to get done tonight with all this. So, I mean, it's another show on this topic, which is okay, but let's do this one. I don't have to do everything myself. I can ask for help. Oh, wow. That is a big one for a lot of mothers, I yes. feel. Society sets mothers up to uh, overload themselves, and especially today's mothers where that stay-at-home mom is almost non-existent from yeah. our culture. Very, yeah. very rare. And that mothers are balancing jobs and household duties and marriages and children and homework and their own personal stuff. That's a That's lot exactly to balance. Right. And so a lot of times... And even they, teaching their own kids right now through the sure. pandemic. So. It, absolutely. And uh, there's a lot of women, though, just been my experience knowing different people, that they do take on all those roles and, re- and feel like it's theirs mm-hmm. to do but then the resentment builds yes and they don't take the next step of hey honey before you go watch your game i want you to watch your game but please mop this floor i'm sticking to it or the the kids have just you know unloaded the refrigerator on the floor or you know i say this because these are examples from my own grandchildren okay so i mean these are things and i encourage my daughters-in-law tell Tell him what you want for him to do. You know, don't... don't assume. Huh? Don't assume don't or have assume. him read your mind or and, just and do it all by yourself. Because a lot of times they don't see it. They just don't see it. Yes. That doesn't mean that I wasn't a good mother to raise my sons. I'm just telling you that a lot of times they don't see it. So ask for help. That's the point of this point, right? Yes. And, you know, not just getting help from our spouses or significant others, but including our kids in there oh and, absolutely you know pe- having that support system around us is so vital we can we don't we can't 
live on an island and feel healthy. And, and I mean an island emotionally. We're, we're taking it all. We're doing it all. We're bearing it all. We need each other. We need healthy people in our lives, and we need to let it go and get help. It's okay if it's different. It's done. Because that's the problem with a lot of, and I speak for myself, when I was a mother of three under the age of four, right? Oh, wow. And it was like, well, I want it done like this. And then I got to the point that I was so overwhelmed. Okay, just do whatever, just do it. <laughs> yeah, just I don't help. care if you don't bathe them the way I do. Just bathe them, for heaven's sake, you know? Absolutely. Because, and I think that mothers in particular uh, need to begin to relax with some of that so that they get rid of some of the stress. Right, because that stress is toxic and it will cause all kinds of havoc over your relationships, yourself, your life, all of it. Um, your parenting changes when you're stressed. Like a lot of times kids are overwhelmed, your spouse is overwhelmed, our partner's overwhelmed. You're, you're, you're just overwhelmed. Sum up whatever you want to. Ooh, well, summing it up, I think we've done a good job of um, identifying codependency in a lot of different ways. Because I think when we hear the term, it's confusing, and I think we only relate it to addiction, and it can be so much more than that. Oh, absolutely. Um, and we can do something about this. That's the cool thing. That's the hope. Like, it's one, one foot in front of the other. It's not going to go away overnight. We didn't get this way overnight. But each foot makes a big difference. And not, you know, if we keep taking a step at a time, we will see big differences around our life in short periods of time. We will. And a few years ago, we were taking questions from the audience, mm-hmm. and then we would answer those. And I think this topic would bear very well for that concept. If you have a question, even though we couldn't be on Facebook tonight, if you have a question um, about this topic or an example and you want to know how to handle it or whatever, please just you know, write us uh, our email address is goyard2014 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or you can go on Facebook and put a question there. Somewhere. Absolutely. We'll be happy to tackle that over there. Yeah. You know, and I want to thank my sister for being here and being oh, open and cool. honest tonight yes. and sharing thank where you. she could relate because you're not the only one out there. Like, we're doing such a, a long series because this is such a, a problem that a lot of people really it's struggle with. It's a huge with. problem. It really is. Yeah, we're glad you're with us tonight, Delena. I'm Come glad back I anytime. learned that I am codependent, too. So thank you. Well, how about I, that? I just thought it meant being needy. That's it. And I'm like, I'm not that needy Like, because I can do everything. Seriously, really? So, that's what you thought it meant? Yeah, see, that's see? great. And I bet you and everybody else out there felt that way. And I'll be sending you a bill Woo! in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Angel Delena, her sister, and I'm Mama Mac, and we'll see you next week on Go Yard. Have a great week. See ya. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, FM 102.3, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.